gentlemen, welcome to Granted Radio. Uh, we are here with Johnny Oskam, and I'm, of course, am Alex Ellisbrew, joined by Emo Aladdin and, and Hazem Aladdin. And we are so happy that yes, you could join us tonight. Indeed. Or today, whenever you're listening to this. Thanks for having me. talented, Johnny. So, Johnny, why don't you give us a quick introduction of yourself? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Where were you born? When? Where? Where was I born? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, was geez. it a house when, or a... Uh, way back when. somewhere. Uh, I was born in, like, Newport Beach, I think. Right uh, around here. Yeah, right around here. And then <clears throat> my family moved to Reno, Nevada for a while. Cool. And then we moved back down to Southern California when I was, like, eight? Seven, eight? Okay. So I've been I've been in like San Clemente since I was a kid. Very cool. Um, Interesting bunch down there. Well, well, yeah. Everyone assumes that you're a surfer right. if you're from San Clemente, but it's not. It's not true. <laughs> you got the hair for it though. You know? Yeah, I know. I do have the hair for it. Have I'm you like, ever surfed? I have. It's fun. I'm just terrible at it. Okay, so <laughs> if you're walking off the beach with a surfboard in your hand and you got that hair, it's, I think it's fair if people think you're a surfer. Yeah, but I, I haven't walked off the beach with a surfboard in hand in, I don't know how long. <laughs> All right. Six hours at least. <laughs> but I believe it's the last beach city we have. San so, Yeah. It like really feels like a beach city. It really is a beach city. Yeah. Yeah. With million dollar houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or more. Mm-hmm. Totally. But it's a beautiful, beautiful city. It is. I'm. I'm grateful to live there, man. Uh, it's super nice. But. Uh, Would but you yeah. Move? Or are you? Or is that your permanent place of residence? You see yourself being there. For I see myself life? moving. I don't know where to. I mean, it's. I mean, it's really expensive to yeah. live in Southern California. So. It is. Um, I don't know when I want to have a family and buy a house. Who knows where I'm going to end up? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I can afford the million dollar houses in San Clemente, you know? <laughs> I think the trick is you just rent an apartment with like five or six other people, you know, share a bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Then it's affordable. Yeah. <laughs> share a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to leave California, right? I mean, the weather. I, I'd be open to leaving California, honestly. Just because it's like, I don't know. I've been to other parts of the country and mm-hmm. some of them are really nice and the people are nice. Yeah. And. I feel like in California, there's this thing where like everyone's comparing each other to each other, yeah. And like there's this very like this status thing going on it's where like everyone's trying to prove their status to each other. Yeah, it's very weird, man. Like when you go anywhere else, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like, maybe DC, but DC's all lobbyists and lawyers, so you know, a little bit different. It's naturally <laughs> like that. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I went to San Clemente High School. Um, I sang in choir um, all four years of high school. That makes sense. Um, and so actually a lot of the influence of my music comes from the choral thing. Mm. Um, harmonies, and I don't know, different, different little tastes here and there. So when you say harmonies, do you, do you record your own harmonies as well? Um, or do you get other people to do them for you? Well, for the first record we did, I did the harmonies. Um, and that came out pretty good. But for this last record we did, In My Shadow, um, I had the guys in my band sing the harmonies because... They just, they've been, we've been playing those songs live for so long. I wanted them to be a part of it on the Good record too. So, well, cool. that's a lot to give up. Really? You think? I, I think for somebody that understands their tone. Yeah. When you bring somebody in to sing harmonies, you're messing with that, 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 that sound that is you. So yeah. It's changing it. I mean, naturally. Yeah. So. I got lucky though. Uh, the uh, keyboard player, uh, Kyle Schaefer, he sang harmonies on some of the songs. He, uh, my voice and his uh, go well together. Good. Uh, we got we got lucky. It goes really well together. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, similar timbre, you know. Okay, good. Yeah. Does he have the same range too? Um, I'm not sure about that. I think I think I can sing higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Does he like to get on the lower thirds or the? He no, he's he sings above me usually. Good man. But challenging. So maybe he can sing higher. I don't know, man. <laughs> I never well, sat down at a out. keyboard. And, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who can sing higher? <laughs> so when did you pick up the guitar? Um, so <clears throat> when I was thirteen, my best friend Nathan Ortiz uh, got a guitar for his birthday, electric guitar, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And um, and I was like, I, I have to get a guitar. And my brother, my older brother, played guitar as well. So I was like, I need to play guitar. So I got my my dad, and we went to Guitar Center, and he bought me like you know a Mexican-made Fender Strat, and I started playing that thing. And gosh, I was terrible. I was so bad <laughs> for the first couple of years. Like every time I'd pick up the instrument, my parents would be like, Hey, uh, you know, like you go play in the other room like <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually nice. gave up guitar for a while um, huh. in high school like when I was 15 were you taking lessons or you just were trying to I was trying yourself? to do it myself mm -hmm. which is probably why it was so bad mm -hmm. but um, yeah I, I took a break for like two years and then oh, you did. I did yeah I didn't play for like two years was it because of that I I don't know why I, I think I, I got really frustrated that I I was not getting any better. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me four years. Well, really? there's a good I lesson for four years. I'm, I'm, and you know, Haz was my brother, and so I'm sure you could probably attest to it. It, it wasn't fun. I don't remember yeah. that you being no. bad. No. I Unless it was, it was before that, I wasn't. I, this I felt that like it was really annoying because it, it's just the left and the right just they don't sync up yeah. for a while. Yep. See, I'm left-handed, and I play right-handed guitar. So wow. the right hand technique was very hard for me to, to learn right. um, for whatever reason. Like my strumming and my picking was yeah. just awful. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I gave it up for uh, a couple of years. And then in high school, I was like 17 years old. And somehow I got invited to the senior, oh, sorry, the senior like backyard party. And uh, there were all these bands playing and they were terrible. They were so bad. And I was sitting there and I was like, I can do way better than this, <laughs> <That helped. laughs> you know? So that, that was the moment when I was like, okay. And I, you know, I'd been playing piano. I had been singing in choir. I was like, okay, I'm going to pick the guitar back up huh. and I'm going to start a band. And that's when I started my first band in high school. We were called the Shrike. When did you, sorry, when, uh, when did you graduate high school? 2010. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, my brother went to San Clemente High. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Michael Ellisbury, he was on the football team. He graduated, uh, it must have been 2000. 12? 12, three years later. Okay. Yeah. So we've been just a year younger than you. Yeah. I I don't remember him. That's yeah, fine. I was just <laughs> it's a pretty big, it's a pretty it, big school. It's a really right? big so school. Like, I meet people today that are like, yeah, I had like English class with you. And I was like, I don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that big of a school? It. I mean, I don't know how many thousand people, but oh, I mean, okay. my yeah. graduating class is like 700 and something people. So yeah. like, That's they're like, yeah, I graduated with you. I don't know you at all. So before the guitar, you were playing piano? Yeah, piano was kind of my first instrument. Um, we had an old keyboard in our house, and somehow I just gravitated towards it. Um, and that and was at a young age? That was at a pretty young age, yeah. It was like uh, 12 or th uh, maybe even younger, I don't know. Like It was like 8th grade, so like 13, 14, I started playing piano. And, and immediately started writing. Really? Immediately. I just write. I love writing. It's my favorite part of music. Is writing. I can tell. I mean, you, so you, you, on the piano, you start th with the melody first, and you would sing too, or was that just, or you were writing melodies? No. So when I was playing piano, I wasn't even writing pop music. I was, you know, or or contemporary yeah, music. Right. I was writing like just 
whatever came out. It cool. was is I had some cool pieces. I wish I like recorded them because I want to <laughs> hear them now. But um, you know, I was in choir, so I was listening to a lot of the classical stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was writing stuff kind of similar to that. No lyrics, nothing. Wasn't really singing over it yet. Uh-huh. And then so that that definitely comes through in my music. I think for sure that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I can hear that. When you're classically trained, it's it's a totally different level that you're at. Mm-hmm. Some people brag about you know hey man uh, I'm I'm self-taught dude you know I, I, I just uh, I just feel it I just feel it rehearsing with those people though? can you feel this <laughs> or you can just tell them, hey man we're you know we're playing an A minor there are some guitar players oh. that don't even know chords they just know what they look like you're kidding and, me. and they'll just play yeah. along yeah same thing with voice though you know you're mm-hmm. you know like okay can you sing a third above me there's mm-hmm. there's a certain terminology that you learn along the way when you're oh, classically yeah. trained that's totally. essential mm-hmm yeah. Do, do you get to uh, use that influence on the classical training into your songwriting? Um, it, yeah. I mean, it, it just naturally comes out I yeah. don't know, when I'm writing. I don't know. You know, I, I don't. I wouldn't call myself classically trained. Well, if you're taking four years of choir, though, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the vocal training, sure. Yeah. Guitar, okay. I never took a lesson though, so I'm one of those guys. Well, yeah. you know your chords, though. You know your chords. It's not like I mean, it doesn't sound like that at all. I mean, I know my I know my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I know my 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 scales and modes. I know all of that shit. I just never yeah. I never had someone sit down and show it to me. Right. I just figured it out, and then like later learned what it was called. And you know, would you use YouTube primarily? YouTube primarily. I mean, I can't tell you. I know all the keyboard shortcuts for YouTube, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So do I. It's like you listen, you watch like Stevie Ray Vaughan playing live, and then you know you watch him play a lick, and then you press K to pause, and then you press J to go Slow back three test. seconds, yeah. and then you watch it again, and then you like those three keys on my on my laptop. That's broken now, but if you if you looked at those two keys, they're like they're worn, worn out. out. <laughs> <laughs> hours and hours and hours of playing licks and you Stevie know. Ray Vaughan, man. Yeah, you sound. I mean, you're 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 heavily influenced, right, by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, all the blues, blues guys, yeah. So <clears throat> when I formed my first band in high school, I was like 17. I was doing pop stuff, rock stuff, whatever. Uh, I was really into John Mayer for a long time. He's great. And then my dad took me to see Johnny Lang mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't even want to go <laughs> and he's like N- he's like Johnny you're being an idiot like come see Johnny Lang have you guys ever seen Johnny Lang no okay go see Johnny Lang dude okay um, so I got to sit right in front like the stage was right at my chest and Johnny Lang was playing guitar and singing right in front of me and he was like basically sweating on me <laughs> and uh, dude it blew me away I-, I couldn't I couldn't even believe it what, what kind of music is it He's like a blues artist, oh, okay. but he's got a gospel influence, which is really cool. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and he's just a great guitar player and an amazing singer, and his band was really good. And I'd never seen anything like that before, and that's what yeah. inspired me to start playing blues. Cool. Um, so from that moment on, I, I just dove into, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix. And, Such cool music. Um, I got really into a guy named Matt Schofield and Philip Sace. Um, Philip Sace is... He's an L.A. guy. Mm-hmm. You should go see him if you ever get a chance. He's like, I would call him like the new Stevie Ray Vaughan. Really? Like, yeah, he's he's. Yeah, amazing. I saw a clip you had on YouTube. I think you you mentioned him. You said Stevie Ray Vaughan. It was slash Philip Sace. Yeah, because yeah, like <laughs> he's so influenced by Stevie, okay. but he gets the tone, man. He gets that Stevie Ray Vaughan tone. Cool. So good. Yeah, but, very unique to him. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you like to cover for Stevie Ray? I don't really cover Stevie Ray anymore. Huh. Um, yeah, music, it, you know, 
Your yeah. interests shift, and lately my main influences have been grunge. Um, Sweet. That's a cool yeah. era. Such a cool era. It's my yeah. favorite, man. Okay. It's my favorite. Stone Temple Pilots is my favorite band. Really? Love yeah. Cool. And, uh, you know, I love Pearl Jam. And Did you ever get the itch to audition? The DeLeos, the man. When they lost. Uh... No, it happened kind of after or before I got into them okay. a little bit. So. Yeah. But I saw them recently with their new singer. And they're, he's good. And he's good, man. Wasn't he on? He sounds like like uh, Scott a lot. Yeah. yeah. But wasn't he on The Voice, right? On The Voice or America's He was in Got Talent. Something. I think America's Got Talent, maybe. Yeah. One of those shows. But the DeLeos are something else. Those Dude, two are just. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> who, are, who are you? They're so underrated, don't you think? Oh, way underrated. Those yeah. bass lines, man. Especially so Dean. I think Dean is really underrated. Oh, Dean yeah. is the most <laughs> underrated, dude. That guy is freaking wicked, man. There's That's... this. Uh, he w- They were on 95.5. I don't know if you saw it. Both of them on 95.5 KLOS. I fr- I, I'm going to. Uh, you know, the DJ. I forgot what the DJ is now. Um, but he's from the Sex Pistols. And they were on there, and then they start. he starts playing. Dean starts playing with with the with the DJ and it's something else. <laughs> cool. I listen to it like over and over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his solo on "Tripping on a Soul and a Paper Heart." Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So Yeah. Great stuff, man. It is. What I really like about him is is you can you can clearly hear the Zeppelin influence in his playing, you know, with the like sharp four chords and stuff, like you know. Yeah. What am I hearing? the first chord in Trip on a Hole and Paper Heart. It happens right, to be right. the same chord in like Dancing Days. And they cover yeah. Dancing Days. They did. Yes, they did. So yeah. it's a huge Zeppelin influence too, which I, I love, love, love Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You know. So ahead of their time, those guys. Oh my gosh. We could talk about Zeppelin for the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? My favorite uh, what? Zeppelin song. Oof, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, I, I love all of it, you know, but um, I think No Quarter is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a tribute band called No Quarter. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. Led Zeppelin tribute. So did it, did it derail you at all when you started, you know, finding out about how, you know, I mean, Paige used to like go to shows, per, or this is what they allege that he'd go to shows purposely to steal riffs from certain bands and hmm. take it back. Well, to, to get influenced, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that whole, you know, uh, what is it, that band Spirit. Mm-hmm. You heard, you know, the oh, stairway yes, to heaven thing. Yes. Have you heard it? And they, uh, yeah, it was exactly. It's like exactly it. the same yeah. thing. It just doesn't have the, you know, the just one chord. It doesn't have the higher note yeah. in it. But you know, I was reading an article that made a really good point. It was saying that you know, in 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 the classical era, like <clears throat> music was just sort of like ideas that were recycled. And it was more about how you arranged those ideas and put mm-hmm. it all together. Mm-hmm. That was your genius. Huh. And so Paige, in, in that way, is kind of like that. He t- draws from a lot of different styles. Mm-hmm. Maybe he rips off a riff here and there, but how he puts it all together is genius. It's, and it's his, yeah. And it's his. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, the Spirit song doesn't go into the, you know... Right. You know? Uh-huh. But, you know, he but took it to a whole new level. Oh yeah, totally. So I don't know. I think I think that's normal in the music industry, right? Yeah, like everyone everyone borrows from each other, then makes their own collage or yeah, right. Well, there's some sketchy shit though, because like you know, Plant was was singing lyrics from like Willie Dixon and stuff, and and Paige was like, "Don't worry about it, man. Like, don't worry about it. We'll still record it." And they they in Willie Dixon's estate sued him, and oh, I didn't know that they won. So like. <laughs> 
So yeah, comes back I guess later on. Yeah, they they got screwed, man. They had to pay out millions. Wow. To huh. Willie Dixon's estate and a bunch of other blues guys because they were ripping off lyrics. Huh. Yeah. Well, I really hope rock comes back, you know, just like the oh, grunge era. Even dude. if it's just for two years. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, it's on its way back, dude. Yeah? It's, I mean, oh, yeah. I feel it, too. It's on its way. Because it's charting. Like, some rock songs are, are on the charts. So, rock has been pretty much dead mm. since, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, rock. there is rock out there that's pretty good, you know, and then there's a lot of metal that's... Like That's I don't know, just like there. musical masturbation, you know, just like <laughs> and like double kicks that are like a million kicks a minute or whatever. But right. um, like that doesn't do it for me. But um, you hear bands like Greta Van Fleet, yeah. who like just blew up overnight. Love those guys. I mean, yeah, they sound great. Except the Led Zeppelin sounding. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. Great. And so, like, I also teach. Okay, so I teach. Right. I teach guitar and various other instruments, and uh, like some of the younger kids that are learning guitar are like freaking crazy about Greta Van Fleet. So I'm thinking that the generation younger, the younger generation are looking for a new sound to call their own. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be rock and roll. That's that's my oh, that would be great. That's my guess. Yeah. Hopefully. I, th- I mean everything goes in Yeah. Well, rock went through the 70s cycle and then it hair metaled out, yeah. you know, and then the 90s came back. Yeah. With the grunge. And so it's, we're due for another it rock is. and roll we are due. season, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'd like to be on in that season. You know? <laughs> 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 from what we heard. It's all about, you know, uh, it's you know it's hard work, but it's about being the right place at the right time. So yeah. when it happens and you're there, you know, and you're talented, and, and I think it'll just happen. You're right. And you're ready. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you get to rehearse with your band often? Um, we don't really rehearse much anymore. Okay. Um, you guys are already ready to go for sets. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing the songs that are on this record for over two years, so we know those back and forth, you know. When we're going to do some new material, then we'll we'll get together and go over it, or if we haven't played it together in a while. Like, I took a 10-month break from gigging recently um, just to clear my head and mm-hmm. kind of reevaluate my life and, and my direction musically and everything. And uh, so when we came back, it was like, okay, let's, we need to rehearse, you know, it's been too long. Did you guys do all the booking and the managing yourself? Yeah. um, For a while, my father was managing us. Um, He recently passed away. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's been, it's been a tough few months, honestly. When did Um, it happen? Fairly, like pretty recently, man. Sorry, man. Like three, sorry to hear that. Three and a half months ago or so. Oh my God. Yeah. Was it expected? Huh? Was it expected? I mean, he had cancer and... He went through a surgery and it, it was removed and he was cancer free for a while and then it came back and he was going to go under chemo treatment and he had been under chemo treatment before and been, you know, gotten through it. Yeah. So we were expecting it to all be okay, but he went through chemo and it destroyed his uh, immune system. Oh my God. Chemo and did? Mm-hmm. Chemo, man, yeah. Yeah, so chemo apparently it attacks cancerous cells, yeah, but it also it attacks your white blood cells. Yeah. So <clears throat> he got like four infections at the same time, and uh, he ended up being in the ICU for like a week and a half. And I was with him, you know, at his side like every hurts, every day. And then he eventually, he man, I'm so sorry, passed out, passed away. But the fact yeah. that he was managing you, I mean, he must have been really proud of you. He was. He, he was, was my number one you. fan. Yeah, <laughs> he was so at cool. every he was at every show, and he would he would scream. And his <laughs> thing his thing was. Uh, my guitar was never loud enough. 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. Yeah. He's like, he would always like, he's like, Johnny, I'm like, turn that guitar up. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was younger, I used to do it. And, uh, and like, you know, the people in the front row would like be like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and, the, you know, the sound guys would be like, no. <laughs> and then I eventually learned, like, not to listen to my dad when he would tell me <laughs> to turn up the he guitar. He doesn't want to hear anyone else except you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So as a manager, though, he would probably uh, be, be heavily involved in the finances. So would he also insist that you get, like, a bigger cut out of the band, too? Or or, or was that a... Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, venues don't like to pay bands these days, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's the hard part about being a musician, mm-hmm. you know, uh, especially a rock musician, that's playing original music, right. not on a major label. Right. It's like, yeah. good luck, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, unless you, or that's <laughs> original music, right? Like most venues, at least in the Orange County area, they want cover bands um, and they only care about how many people you can bring to the show. Mm-hmm. So if you're a cover band that can bring 200 people to the show, because, you know, the 40 something moms in Newport want to, like, you know, mm-hmm. relive their 20s again then you can get paid pretty well. But if you're a band that's trying to make real art, yeah. it's not rewarded very much. You're right. What about so, LA? I mean, is that a market you ever looked into? We've tried. Um, <clears throat> that's actually like, you know, I took a break for a while and just kind of reevaluated. We're, we're looking to, to gig more in LA mm. um, the next few months. So Yeah, there are a few really good venues. Satellites, I don't know if you Yeah, I've heard there. of the Satellite. Satellite's a great venue. Yeah. Great sound. I hear the Lucky Strike is really cool, too. Lucky Strike's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we actually just went on our first tour up to Reno, where, oh, I'm, cool. where I used to live, and Tahoe, and it was a short little tour. We just wanted to get our feet wet, pretty much. Um, and it was a lot of fun, man, and, and people were a lot, were really responsive, you know, because it's like, down here, there's like, what, 10,000 bands, you know, trying to get gigs in yeah. LA? Yeah. You go to Reno, man, they're like, dude, we want you to play. Like, awesome. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's cool. And so, it's all, it's all, so your music or for the band, I mean, do you bring everything, all the songs to the band? Or do you guys collaborate? Yeah. I, mean, I know it's you. Yeah, no. Name. So I, I write all of the songs. Okay. Um, and then I'll bring the song to the band and, and I'll have an, a general idea of how I want certain parts played. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll have a really specific idea in mind for like how the drum beat is going to go or something. But for the most part, I, I let the band sort of bring their own flavor cool. into it. They appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, and I find that more often than not, something magical happens. Mm-hmm. Where, but not like, for the bass player. They're usually worthless. No, not true. <laughs> I'm a bass player, so I can oh, say Worthless, okay. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, man. Uh, what was it? The song Waiting on the Rain, uh, Waiting for the Rain mm-hmm. on my record. The bass line, man. He came up with it, and it was it's just like simple little like slide, but I yeah. wouldn't have thought of it, you know, yeah. and he just right. did it, and it made the song, you know. That's so cool. That's yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. But, but those are rare. Those are rare. <laughs> <laughs> what well, are you talking about? It's only, one, it's only on one song. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just talking about Stone Split Pilots, and that's the best part that they have. Is he the is, bass. dude, he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. If, if every band could have somebody like Robert DeLeo on there, then. Then you have, mm-hmm. you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the great bands of great basses. Oh, yeah. right. I always say that the bass player is the glue of the band, mm-hmm. you know? Because they have to tie together the rhythmic part of the drums yeah. with the harmonic part of the other instruments. Right. So it's like, you know, 
you ha- if you have a, a bad bass player, it's like you're not gonna sound good. Mm-mm. And you won't, and most most of the time, like the audience will be listening, uh, and they won't know why. They'll be like, you know, the singer's pretty good, and you know that drummer's pretty good, but they just don't sound like they're right. not that great. Like why? They don't know why. Yeah. And the answer is almost always the, the bass. bass player sucks. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. You know? yeah. You're right. They're either way too showy, not even caring about the rhythmic side, mm-hmm. uh, or they're just way too glued to the kick drum and not adding any color. Right, exactly. And I've, and I've played with both sides, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's great to find someone who can do, do both. Yeah, it's good to find. So was it easy finding your bandmates? Um, I mean, are they, are they from San Clemente also? No, no. So I went to college at Cal State Long Beach, and that was where I met a lot of people. Um, oh, cool. the, my drummer is from San Clemente. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually went to high school together, and I we never knew each other in high school. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, was my, actually, that was my yeah. first question. <laughs> yeah, we, ne- we didn't know each other in high school at all. Um, and then after we graduated, I was trying to form a band, a new band, and um, I had this this guy who was playing bass for me. He's like, dude, you got to get Caton to come play drums. And I didn't know who Caton was, but... He, uh, I went over to his house and we, we jammed and I'll never forget. It was like magic, dude. It was, we were just in sync from, from moment one. It was like, I'd play something and I wouldn't even have to tell him. He would just, (laughs) it was crazy. (laughs) Amazing. It's crazy. He saw, he's been my best friend ever since. Um, so me and him are really tight. Um, the other guys, we've gone through a different, few different bass players and, um, keyboard players. (laughs) <laughs> but those bass players <laughs> yeah we're trying now because of the grunge influence we're, we're thinking about because right now the band has standardly been you know me on guitar and vocals drums bass and an organ cool and so but we're thinking now we want to try a second guitar um, instead of organ to mm-hmm. do some of the grungy stuff nice. you know sound garden sound garden I was going to say yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, and you know, Pearl Jam had two guitars, and mm-hmm. even Nirvana at the end had two guitars. So, and those bands—they're <coughs> all gone. Except yeah. Pearl Jam, of course. Yeah. Pearl Jam's still here. Yeah. It was a shocker, Chris Cornell, huh? Yeah. Complete. I mean, still, still. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, man. I'm wearing the shirt so cool. today. He's amazing. I think yeah. he's my favorite. You know, male rock vocalist. Yeah. Glenn Hughes is also amazing, but. Did you like Allison Chains? Yeah, yeah, I do like Alice in Chains a lot. Yeah, it's bluesy um, too, right? They have a yeah. Blues. It's interesting. Yeah, Every grunge band has their own flavor. Yeah. Uh, I think Pearl Jam was the bluesiest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nirvana was the punk side. Yep. Stone Temple Pilots is kind of the classic rock side. Uh huh. Um, I would put Alice in Chains on the metal side. Yes. Um, interesting. I, I never thought and of Soundgarden. Oh, Soundgarden. It's They're on the prog level. side, kind of. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with the weird time signatures and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, and how he could play those syncopated rhythms and sing completely different rhythms beyond me. I don't know how he does it. How he fell on it. black days. I mean, yeah, weird, weird, weird tunings. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, um, so since you got into blues, um, and you guys have a so the new album is a grungy feel. No, no. So this came out last year. This is still kind of like a bluesy thing. Oh, okay. Um, so but we have some new stuff we're working on right now. Who um, did the artwork? Looks pretty cool. Um, Chris Barber, um, based out of Long Beach, did the like design, um, and then my friend Elizabeth uh, Likas did the photos. Great uh, job. Yeah, it looks great. Mm-hmm. It came out good. Thanks. So, so when you do the lyrics uh, with the blues music, do you put in bluesy lyrics on purpose? No. Like, 
No, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's kind of, I mean, do you like to be in that mood? You know what's funny is, like, I am the lead singer and I'm the songwriter, but I hardly ever listen to lyrics when I listen to music. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm almost, I almost never do. Same. Which is probably why my lyrics could use some work, but... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I just I try to sing about I don't know I like I like Whatever the spiritual out. side of it. Yeah, I'm a pretty spiritual person. So yeah, do I you like, have like a, do you have like a method? Like how do you end up writing your own uh, stuff? Like what do you go through when you're writing? Yeah, I uh, I noodle around on the guitar until I get a cool riff that I like. So that's, okay, cool. And then I'll go from there. I usually write the chorus first. Um, get the hard part out of the way. Well, the chorus is the main part of the song, right? So like I'm super passionate about songwriting. It's like it's the core. Of, of what I what I do so the chorus is like the main part of the song it's the main message of the song it's the part that's repeated obviously right so it needs to be very interesting chorus mm -hmm. so I usually start with that because it's like well this is where we're this is this, this is, is the going. song okay, right the chorus you. is the song mm -hmm. yeah um, and then you got to come up with verses that will lead the listener into the chorus mm -hmm. in, in a in a way that's interesting and not boring true um, I find I have written songs where I write the verse first, and it and they're harder for me, hmm. for for whatever reason I don't know. Everyone yeah. has a different method. Mm -hmm. That's right. what works for me. Uh, and then I'll and I'll I'll kind of hum along as I'm doing a riff, and then the lyrics are always last. I try to cool. make I try to make the lyrics like match the right. vibe right, right, of right. the of the song. And I found I've I've talked to people who write lyrics first, and they usually they try to make the music Fit match the, the vibe of the yeah. words. That's tough. And I can't do that. That's yeah. not my thing. No, can't do it. Same. Yeah, melody first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes more sense. Sounds more natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For melody to come, and then you feel it, and then right, whatever it feels like comes out. Comes out. Yeah. I find I don't even have to think about it. Sometimes it's like we like I'll just be humming, and then like a word will come out, mm -hmm. or a cup feel like a like a line. I'm like, oh, that's the line, you know, and then I'll write around that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Are you ever scared that a, sound, a, a song you make sounds very familiar to something that's out there, already out there? Um, well, I could tell you a funny story. Um, <laughs> so when we were doing my first record, I uh, had one of these, I had a song on there, and I had this bridge that was like, I loved it. I was like, man, I love that bridge, but it sounds really familiar. <laughs> and uh, it was Spirit. And <laughs> yeah, I ripped it off from Spirit. No, so I, uh, so I, I like went through all every single song on my iTunes library, which this was sure. like this is like 2012 or 13. So it was yeah. like back when people actually still downloaded music. <laughs> so I would like went through every song and I couldn't find what I thought like you know it was and I was like I guess it's original yeah <laughs> and and so we were like almost ready to put out the record and then I was driving and I had a shuffle on and I was listening to this song and it didn't sound anything like the bridge part of my song and then the bridge came <laughs> it, exactly. it was exactly the same exactly <laughs> I think everyone does that, you know, yeah, yeah, from time yeah. to time. I've actually, I've always wondered about that. I feel like that's something that would happen to me yeah, a lot, where I mean, you try and write so something much... original. Yeah, because you're always listening to music and you're not paying attention. It's kind of when you're stuck in your subconscious. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, man. You're humming it. It's in yeah. your head. Right, right. Right. Mm -hmm. Look at this cool song I just came up with. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, rec I recently did it again. Um, I wrote the most badass rock song I've ever written. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's so awesome. And then same thing i was shuffling and it was it. so it was 
It wasn't exactly the same, but it was too close, and I was like, Fuck. like vanilla ice queen, like kind of, kind of situation, like, <laughs> yeah, too close, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it was, it was too close. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. It's yeah, a bummer that, when that happens. That well, you know, the listeners are gonna be very curious as to what those two songs are. Okay, well, one of them is the original. Um, the other one is living, uh, living on a dream by Archangels. Okay. All right. Cool. Living on a dream, living in a dream, something like that. Yeah, great song. And when you guys play, where do you usually play? Um, we play at various, I don't know, various bars. and like We play at the Coach House sometimes in San Juan. Mm-hmm. Do you um, find like a certain type of venue is like, more fun to play at than other places? I mean, I guess oh, yeah. Yeah, that's totally the case. Totally. Yeah, we, there's a couple of venues. Like, uh, there's a venue called the Canyon Club up in Agora Hills, really far. But um, we've opened for a few acts there. That's a fun place. They also own a theater in, in Beverly Hills called the Saban. We played there before. We opened for Robin, oh, yeah, Robin Trower there. That was that was an awesome gig, it's a dude. Big, is it a big venue? It's a big, like, concert hall. Like yeah, because you far like, away. With the molding and everything. Yeah. And there were, like, 3,000 people there. It was like, Oh, okay. Woo. It felt it was, big. It was fun. Cool, That was man. a good gig. Yeah, what's the biggest audience you played to? I think that might be the biggest. 12,000? Yeah. No, three. 3,000? Three. Still, though. Dude, yes. <laughs> no, three is incredible. Yeah. It was it was awesome. It wow. was fun. Did you, is it a different energy? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Totally. Did you get nervous? Yeah. I was fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so are you nervous like the whole way through? Or is it kind of like as soon as you get started, it's you're but fine? But like were you nervous as like being <laughs> here like performing for us? Because we know we're like... See, I've always wondered... Yeah, we're, like we're very intimidated. <laughs> I was going to ask, is this an intimidating environment? You walk into a place you've never been to and you have three guys grilling you about your life and you're like, your art? At least I know the answers to the questions. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. <laughs> right, you can't be like, uh... uh what's my name? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. No, so I, I get nervous, but um, that's why I know, like, this is what... I was made to do is because like after the first 30 seconds of nerves I really feel like mm-hmm. I'm Locked here in. and mm-hmm. this is what I'm here to do and this is what I know how to do and this is why why I'm here like so Love it. it's well, great well we'd love to hear what you're born to do man oh um, great yes. yeah <laughs> I talked it up now well, <laughs> well how about this a great mean, live you're really good live I'll listen thanks. to it on YouTube we'd love to hear something off the album because we'd okay. like to help promote sure. the album but then we're really curious as to how your music has evolved so maybe something sure. that you've written since then yeah absolutely okay so uh, I'll play a song called Turn the Key it's on the record <laughs>
that old horizon stretching out for miles the scales are falling off my eyes and oh it makes me smile singing to give I see it in a wounded soul willing to forgive
was a great nice. one. We're not as loud as the 3,000 people, man. But <laughs> <laughs> this worked. God, Thanks. incredible. Good. Wow. Incredible. I really that's great, that man. Yeah, Thanks. it's great music. It's a little yeah. weird. It was a little different on acoustic, you know. Dude, but that solo, I mean, on your own, very impressive, man. Thanks. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your voice. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. That's definitely, that's an album I would pick up. Mm-hmm. No, really. For sure. <laughs> it's a tough music I listen yeah, to. Yeah, man. Great music. Yeah, I think what's, you'll like it. What's the website? Just johnnyoscam.com. Easy enough. Easy. Yeah, well, there's only one. Yeah, there's only one <laughs> That's of me. That's a good thing about having a unique name. That is right? that is true. You know, I uh, I have some friends. They're like, man, they're trying to name their band, and they came up with so many different names. And they're like, dude, every name is taken these days. Yeah. You look on Spotify nowadays. Like the artists that are like big, all have like exclamation points and like colons and stuff in their name or like no vowel like letters no vowels the SoundCloud rapper style where you just do like XXX like and then whatever your thing is (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's funny oh is there uh, do you have any social media accounts you want to plug I mean are you on Instagram Twitter Facebook yeah I'm on all of those things Great. MySpace. We'll just it's all just it's all just my name. It's all just my Makes name. Makes it easy. I, I hardly post anything. I'm yeah. honestly sick of the whole social media thing. Like, amen. I think there needs to be a new way of communicating. I think with artists. that w- that has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like I see pe- I see it all the time. People are like living their lives thinking about what would look good on Instagram. Yeah. I, I, it's affecting their whole life. Mm-hmm. Like they're like. Instead of enjoying the moment, they're like, this would be great on Instagram so I could get 60 likes or whatever. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Aim lower. Very true. Dope, dope 12, 12 likes. <laughs> 12 is good. <laughs> That's my game. Mm-hmm. That includes I mean, I'm, family I'm, I'm friends. I'm a digital marketer, so I, 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 I learned not to even care when that's zero likes, one like. I mean, none of it matters to me anymore. Mm. Especially you since know? you know that... Even though you get zero likes, there were probably a hundred people that liked it, but just chose not to put likes. Well, the funny thing is, you know, how Twitter gives you all these uh, impressions, right? Because you you can get a thousand impressions or even likes and retweets. Less than point oh one percent even uh, clicked and read it or listened to it. You know what I mean? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. people just like and retweet and share without even really reading it. Well, hopefully, you uh, everybody listening will uh, retweet our. Our podcast because <laughs> yeah we're totally no, it is, about it this is one, a man. way that people it is it is a way that people discover yeah. things yeah for yeah, sure, for sure. You know? well, and, yeah. I mean the whole purpose of what we're doing here is so uh, when people listen to you they can come here and f- figure out a little bit behind the scenes stuff you know they yeah. get to know you as a person that's cool yeah, yeah we, I mean you opened up a lot to us man we we truly appreciate yes, that great and, episode man you know, we're very yeah. sorry and about plus, the loss for having me and plus technically you know I've uh, you know I've said this before on 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 other episodes is that this it helps I mean being on the show and then having your your uh, social media and your website associated yeah. with the show and being on Apple and being on Google actually helps your site out so when people are go searching for that type of music or go searching for you you'll be you'll, you'll rank up there right yeah that's it yeah alright so I think uh, we need to wrap it up here why don't you go ahead or and one play, more song play us one more sure. song we'll call yeah. it a day cool uh, so once again thank you all for listening to <clears throat> Granted Radio and we'll catch you again next Sunday Wow.
that you know the way But listen to the words I say
Sauce Gam, everyone. Amazing. Thank you Amazing. for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.